unfortunate part is that tonight is the last night. You know that. Hey, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> well, tonight is the last night. You look happy. <laughs> the reason is very simple: is that next week is Easter, so we've thought for if we drag this to the Friday, then people will have complaints about next week as well being. So we decided let's do it up to Thursday, and. As I had mentioned on Monday, the intention is not to try and exhaust everything, but to build gradually. As, as I, I mentioned in the prayer that I made, there was a man come that couple's dinner thing. Remember that day. You remember that old man who said, in his life, he has never come across a situation like what we presented him with. So many young couples happy about marriage. And really, if you go back to that night, you'll realize that a large percentage, over 80% of the people that were there were from the church. And in the past, we've had... As I said, all relationships are alternatives. Eh? People who are married but are unhappy. But for the sake of the gospel, stay married. So our desire is that people should not stay married purely because they don't want to give a bed testimony to the gospel, but that they actually live to the ideals that God has. And so this week we had hoped to cover five areas. <laughs> we covered how many? Three or four? Three, only three. We covered the in-laws, which was very fun to cover and see how other people and their in-laws relate. And we covered a lot on communication. And yeah, yesterday was even crazy. And we touched on conflict, which is where we ended. So a few things that we said on communication, we spoke about barriers to good communication. After, yes, sir. Yes. You're welcome. Um, whatever Adam and Eve did, yes, in the eyes of the Lord, it was sin. Now, critics would ask, when would have God given them the time to do what they did? Has there been time that was said to say God will then allow them at a specified time to engage and to begin to multiply? Or were they too fast before his instruction? What would have happened? What, what, what is the story around that? The story of be fruitful and multiply. It's the same story that God gives us today. 
One, when we cover the story of sex, we will get back to the point that in the Bible, sex is prescribed, not described. Which means, when God says, be fruitful and multiply, as he speaks those words, from that very moment, they were licensed to be fruitful and multiply. Does that make sense? In the same manner, today when we do a wedding, as soon as we say, I now pronounce you husband and wife. If we look at Portela Gakona, it's fine. If you decide to relate, you will start at the honeymoon. It's still. So as soon as God has pronounced that blessing upon your life, everything is legitimate. Happiness. I hope there's going to be lots of laughter when we come to that part. Judging from what other people were saying yesterday. Somebody said a very interesting thing when we were talking about structured people. Just remind me, as I go, when I get to structured, remind me what the person said, I'll tell you. So we spoke about no communication, we spoke about effective communication, we spoke about bad communication, and we spoke about good communication, and we spoke about barriers to communications, which I want to highlight for refresher because I want to build on them. We spoke about pride, vulnerability, fear of upsetting my past, my partner, self-centeredness, lack of scheduling time. You remember that one? Lack of empathy, impatience, selective listening, simmering negative emotions, lack of honesty, and unclear motives. And as a homework that we need to do, we said, go and ask these questions to your spouse. What is my typical style of communication? Did you ask you? Doesn't look like. He was here. He didn't ask you. You know why he didn't ask you? Okay. <laughs> what do I do that generally hinders our communication. You remember? What are we going to do to make time for ourselves? And how can we give each other feedback if our communication is becoming haywire or we lose, is becoming bad? And then we said the greatest determinant of whether our marriage will last or not is how we handle Conflict, again. And we spoke about conflict as a good thing. That conflict must not always be seen as a negative thing. Conflict only highlights the fact that we are different. So conflict can, in a sense, tell you that your partner is imperfect, which would then constitute the negative aspect of conflict. So when people sometimes irritate you. It might just be the fact that they are immature or they are still lacking in a certain area. And so when we spoke about that, we highlighted the fact that 
it's not just negative actually it can be very good because it tells us the need to change and grow again and that if if you are a conformist that people when they are in a relationship they lie and it turned out most lied here when we started talking about dates and what people used to do during their dates when they eat chicken they left their bones <laughs> on a date again now and we had a very interesting story of a couple who dated for three years and in those three years none of them never ever released <laughs> such that they actually believed that they don't do that <laughs> but now when they are sleeping even when they are walking can you imagine you are just passing Boo? Eh, sorry babes and so we discovered that in reality people don't start by embracing the differences so that they can start working on them what they do is by start by trying to conform to a certain expectation and when they realize that's not who they are people say words like he has changed no he has not changed he is now becoming what he's always been except that he was trying to mold himself to your expectation as a wife or a husband so we covered that and we spoke about the fact that different personalities attract each other but because of trying to conform the strength that attracted them becomes now inhibitors they start fighting over those things and yeah you looked happy yesterday and you still look happy i saw a hand going like this yesterday i thought extroverts and introverts are, are doing their thing so we spoke about extroversion and introversion is how we are energized again and i saw other couples looking at each other like yeah babu we are not talking about any particular individual there and then we spoke about thinkers and feelers you remember that the logicals and the intuitives again Rosalan. and the structured and the flexible okay now this is the part that somebody said last night and if you remember it don't pretend you don't because then i'll pretend that i don't know the person who said it they said other people are so structured they have sex on monday and wednesday <laughs> or tuesday and friday that's just how they are But remember, we said all these differences of our type indicators only imply that this is where we are more inclined. They do not define us. Again, 
And I'm trying to catch up for other people who are, when we spoke about conflict resolutions, we spoke about knowing your intention in a conflict resolution. Why are we engaging in an argument, for instance? What's the point? Remember, we are going to communicate again. But we have already established that when we communicate, we must have clear goals. I communicate to be understood. I communicate to be empathized with. I communicate to feel the warmth and the tenderness. I don't just communicate for no reason. And so if I'm communicating, do not invalidate my feelings. Do not judge me before you even know what I'm saying. And do not interject before I finish. We covered those. We also spoke about what is your approach? Is your approach trying to win or to demean your partner? To show your partner that you don't know as much as I, I know. One of the interesting things that we said yesterday was discuss the weapons of combat. You remember that? Discuss the weapons of combat. When we engage in an argument, what is allowed to be said and what is allow not allowed? What do we not say? When people have not agreed on those things, they say them. And then they come back and apologize. Oh, you know, I always thought you were clever. Today, you've convinced me. Like my mom said, you are stupid. So clearly, you never agreed on the weapons of combat because now this falls under devaluing a person. So we said no accusations, no generalizations, no cases and so on and so forth. No shouting, no speaking down on your partner. Discuss your different approaches. Why do you prefer a certain solution instead of the other one? Acknowledge your general approach, whether you are using a me-centered approach or a you-centered approach. We spoke about two me-centered approaches attacking your partner. How to be to man? Hi, but they are foolish. You are attacking the next person. The other one was bargaining. It, those are me-centered ones. I will do when you do. That one made me laugh when somebody was telling the spouse, or, yeah, one team because, and the little spouse, I'm no, go nisha because. So it was, you don't give me, I don't give you. You don't give me, I don't give you. But we saw how it spirals out of control. So basically, bargaining is even for your marriage. And then we also spoke about the you-centered one, where your partner decides, nah, I give in, I surrender. Whatever you want to talk about, however you want to do it, suit yourself. And finally, the us-centered one, negotiating how are we going to get around this together. Now, let me remind us. You remember the person you married? 
you admired them, right? There were things you thought powerful about them. Now, over time, we have said familiarity makes you undermine the potential of the individual. And so when you go through these processes that we'll be highlighting further today, ask yourself, does this person in any way improve me? If not, then clearly your marriage is not going anywhere. Because now, you know what you have done? Remember the question that I used to ask people? I used to ask people this. If you are going to marry this person, no problem. Give me a list of five ladies if you are a guy. Or ten. Of those whom you say, I admire them. They challenge me. They, they invigorate my life. As Christians, when I look at them, I aspire for what they have. And as people who pray, if I had a problem, I would go to them. Guess what? Your spouse does not feature them. You know what does that tell you? Marriage is in a doldrums. Because if your partner does not invigorate you, you are accepting, you are actually acknowledging that our relationship is not a replenishing one, it's a depleting one. So if it's depleting, you are also acknowledging that it is high on what? Operation and low on maintenance. So this person cannot make me a better person. And you have not addressed certain things of course we will cover them like careers remember we said some of the marriage breakers one of those is careers jobs where you never thought about this person is supposed to make me better in my aspirations 10 years 15 years down the line here's the discussion you are having honestly i couldn't go to school because i was busy making babies for you you know how many people have said that? You know how many people are actually not improving themselves in the context of marriage because they think it's time to just have a female. Now you're going to have a female. Ten years down the line, you will hate him because when he dies, you are left with a metric certificate and that's it. You've believed that you don't have dreams, but you know you, you do. And so most people get here into the context of marriage and believe that marriage is where my dreams die. You got the wrong picture. Marriage is where we take the best out of each other to make it a reality. Are we still okay? Isn't it shocking that there are men who are spiteful towards their wives because the wives have gone to school? You know what has happened? They have not sat down and discussed their dreams and their careers. As such, their marriage is an inhibitor instead of a catalyst towards being the best. Kunja.
and then we spoke about working on timing that one we covered so the last part where we were yesterday i think i've done well to try and bring all of us to the same page i don't remember which point was this but it was the next point see your problem as a joint venture when you are in a conflict situation not just the other individual's problem people when they solve problems in a marriage they see it as your problem not our joint venture hence blaming becomes easier remember yesterday we spoke about assess the timing of your conflicts again and then decide when not to engage in that conflict so here's the thing your conflicts are typically in the mornings and then they are when you are attending occasions as we observed that for other sundays are a problem when we're supposed to go to church or to a wedding or what that's when somebody becomes late and you see another one going around then the other one you saw that advert where she comes with her underwears almost like you don't understand it takes longer to look the way i should you i should make you proud than you actually take to make to make me feel proud you know as a as a as a wife i like you the way you are you just wear shoes that's it now i must wear such that even when i take off the clothes in the evening you have something to look forward to so he feels that's her problem and so in a sense he distances himself from her but uh, some of you have already realized that it's always best to actually say love actually it makes me feel that we disrespect people when we get to occasions late so we need to find a way to actually minimize those events eventualities okay so tomorrow what do you need help with i need i i i, I need to i need you to iron for me you see the way she's gonna ask you she knows who you are likely to say hey Go But you see, that's exactly the point of a joint venture. So on Sunday, get and I'll help you. I. It seems you are saying, where is he now? <laughs> I, I, are you following, Bazana? 
maybe get a budget whatever the case may be so that way now you can do all these things so that in the evening yes there's enough energy so if it's not a joint venture it becomes one person's problem number next make a point to air your opinions and solicit those of your partners put forth your opinion and solicit your partner's opinion sometimes when people talk they want to talk and finish the discussion i once heard someone saying my suggestion is final but wow <laughs> can you imagine my suggestion is yeah so in a sense sometimes we talk you say what you feel but you don't know what you don't want to know what i think and ultimately i'll agree with you whilst not actually agreeing leave settled issues settled leave settled issues what settled in other words do not bring an issue that has been discussed to the present discussion because if you do it tells you both of you that you are you were not even effective in the first discussion a lot of other things that we called barriers were allowed to happen so let's leave a settled matter as settled and lastly be prepared to admit you are wrong be prepared to back down who wants to say sorry but would not say it and the other one who does not want who's not sorry but says it i'm sorry hey you know that person is not how do you back down you back down by reinforcing positively what your partner has raised as a point and withdraw your stance so if 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 you are you are backing you don't say to the next person okay you say so you are not backing down you are giving in remember you what you are you are not saying you have a point i'm withdrawing mine or i admit that mine should be modified in most cases you know what you are saying to me you are saying to me you are unhappy you are just trying to please me but if you are unhappy and trying to please me are you aware that you are bringing displeasure instead because you are leaving me with a feeling that i have coerced you into a decision so here are a few things that we need to ask i wanted us to workshop this one i've just decided we'll workshop the other two because Here's a question that we would have asked. 
how easily are you able to talk through a problem with your spouse? And here would be the answers. So when we workshop it, if you think, okay, maybe let's do that. Let's work, workshop it different to the one that we would have used. How difficult it is for you or easy to, to talk through a problem with your partner. If on the answers that I'm going to give, ne? okay, let's not, don't answer for you and your partner, just answer for general. Eh? If you think that it is easy, generally for people, raise your hand. If you think it's not, you'll raise it in the next one. So, how easy are you able to talk through, or couples, is it for couples to talk through a problem with their partner? If you say it's very easy, raise your hand. It's one. Reasonably well, with some difficulty, with great difficulty, I want you to observe that a larger portion says with great there's a, there's a level of acknowledgement that we are not good communicators as we think we are. I told you now I'm a very bad communicator. But you know what is the importance of information is to know what you, how you should improve. So clearly if it is difficult for us to talk through things then we need to go back to our notes and say why is it the kind of communication is it the barriers is it the fact that we never actually discuss our weapons and our strategies number next thinking about conflict areas mentioned or you can think about any remember we spoke about money sex in-laws and so on and so forth if you think of all those how best would you would you say couples in general set about what is their method of solving disputes number one if you think they give in raise your hand if if couples are in a conflict i think we've raised all kinds of conflict when they are discussing how what do you think that it's their approach Remember, we have attacking, giving in, negotiating, and so on and so forth. How often do you generally think they give in? If you think they generally give in, raise your hand. Okay, four. Here's an interesting one. A matter, <laughs> a matter is resolved after two days or more. So which means they sulk first. If you think they sulk first and then they let few days of sulking pass in between, raise your hand. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> if you think they avoid certain issues just because they think those issues will cause unhappiness, raise your hand. Wow, interesting. If you think the matter 
it's never settled they just leave it as it is for the future raise your hand okay here's an interesting one they allow themselves to cool off for some time like i don't want to talk about it now if you think that's the general approach raise your hand you know what do you all think people sulk most of you think people sulk over time and you know it's true so you know what sulking means it means you you lack emotional maturity yes <laughs> if you if you sulk you you, you lack emotional It means you are saying I am unable number 1 to be responsible for how I feel and communicate it well. And so you are saying the next person has power to dictate how I should feel over a certain period of time. So if I'm your husband and I want to make you miserable guess what I'm going to do? I know that I have the power all the time. For instance, if I know you hate me, what is it that you hate doing when your husband does it? He's not here. We won't tell him. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Because how can wahona? That one is is a tough one. If if your husband ahona, what can we do? We can't help him. Okay, let's say He likes leaving his plate. He eats go bedroom and leaves his plate kuntu. Whether fat or side bottom. It makes you upset, ne? So now I know you don't have the emotional maturity to handle that. Guess what I can do? Every day I leave it there. <laughs> So I'm I'm wielding you know what I'm wielding power over you emotional because all the time when I see you happy <laughs> and then I put it and guess what you storm so you and I need to realize that you can't keep sulking you need to be able to say This is how I feel and I need to be able to acknowledge validate how I feel first as a person and then communicate it. What's up? Uh, did you hear that? How many times must you He's just asking for all of us by the way. <laughs> Remember when we spoke about was it the day before yesterday or yesterday when we spoke about when an issue is being spoken over and over and over we must learn two things about it. One, it's either we're not communicating how we feel properly. 
So remember we spoke about here's an issue. When I communicate, I blame. When I communicate, I complain. Ne? So we need to find out, did I communicate to the person, how does this thing make me feel? I'm not blaming. I guess we have separated the two. Secondly, is this a personality flaw? Remember yesterday we spoke about the different personalities. Is it something that this person is an extrovert? He does it because that's who they generally are. Is it an event or a pattern? You remember that? Is it a destructive habit? So we must first evaluate those things before we even get to saying how many times. Because for instance, if it is a, 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 a personality inclination, remember what we said yesterday, you might even grow old. Because now you are trying, we said, you, you don't change personalities, you change destructive behavioral patterns. So figure that out and start discussing with your partner, employing different strategies on what is our approach on this one? Is it, how can we work on it together? Remember one strategy I shared with you was that bend and don't break until the other person has found their way. Bend, don't what? You know what does that mean? We said it means there are things you have a higher tolerance for that you can actually be patient with your partner than your partner has the potential to change quicker. Let me give you an example. You get married to a smoker. This person has been smoking for years. Ne? When you get married, the person says, I want to stop smoking. You know what's going to happen? He's going to stop tomorrow or she's going to stop tomorrow. No. If a person was a chain smoker, unless maybe they were prayed for and they were delivered, under normal circumstances, but also, but also struggle for some time. You understand? And the struggle is not an indication that I don't want to stop. It's that I have to deal with all the time. But where now you have never smoked, and therefore in your head, it should be a snap, crackle, pop. You stopped. Are you following? And so now... A partner who understands bending and not breaking will bend and say, I can allow some smell. Let's talk about how do we manage that. Babes, when you have smoked, please buy mint. Are you following? What am I doing? I'm bending. Until a person can actually stop. Marisheba, a person who breaks. 
Wasaba tuba mashanu hambi. Mutuite. Three months ago. Utuela utuba. But even today. Unta tuba. Harikera fela di diapar. Ukwa fela honga sikarete. Katuele tonga sikarete. You missed the point. The point was. It would be easier for you. To bend and allow them to change. Than it is for them to immediately change. So in some of these instances, you need to remember that. When you are thinking, Hi, are we okay, Bazalan? What was the next question? In the areas of conflict, what do you think is usually the result? If you think there's quick forgiveness, raise your hand. Wow. <laughs> we all can already tell. Like, if you think there's a period of feeling estranged, you know when there's tensions, raise your hand. Wow. If there's agreement to just forget the matter, raise your hand. And attempt to solve the problem later. Wow. If you think there's revenge seeking, raise your hand. Sometimes, I told you the story of one couple that told us that, yeah, I, I, I wanted him to know now is my time to be angry. So on a whole, as married couples, we live through tensions. Here's a question then. How do we dissolve tension? It was part of what we are going to discuss later, but since we have agreed that we live through tensions, how do we deserve tension? Okay, let's ask this question first. Tension, is it caused by the issue or by my motives as a person who's in a conflict? Or both? Both. It's actually caused by both. There's an issue, right? I have my method of solving issues. Ne? But in solving an issue, I want the person to admit they were wrong. I want to prove that they were wrong. And in fact, I want them to apologize. You realize that's motive. So now, they owe me. Now you see what tension, how tension builds. You owe me an apology. You owe me to admit you were wrong. And remember, we spoke about the goal. My goal is to win the battle of sexes. To show you that I'm a man. And Eluena, your goal is to show me I'm an executive director 
at whatever company I work for. I control main. And you are just one of them. Are you still with me? So, saints, firstly, a harsh word stirs what? Anger. So now we must realize any tension has the following ingredients. It has the self-centeredness of the individuals. Remember, self-preservation, self-righteousness, self, 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 self. I feel I have a right. And what is my right? My right is justice. So, it has self. Two, it has motives. What do I want to achieve? Three, it has words, spoken words. And the last one is that it has an identity. Are you still following? So here's the thing. Do you realize that when we have a tension, we label people? We put a particular identity on the person. What Ustabon. Are you following? What have you put? You've put an identity, and therefore, already from self, you are dealing with a label of stubbornness. And you are firing yourself up to deal with a, an obstinate person. Question. How do you then generally deal with an obstinate person? Your motive is to bring them to subordination. And the words cannot be kind if a person is labeled as stubborn. So here's what we then need to ask ourselves when we are in a tension situation. How do I view my spouse now? Because remember, there's what? Identity. Have you realized that when we are in a tension, you develop a distorted version of your partner at that moment? Hi. I wanted to borrow the Nigerian. And as you nafats, you say, I married an idiot. Identity. I get Hey, I'm married to a Zulu. Identity. Are you following what's happening? So the question you must start by dealing with is how do I see the individual in this moment of tension if you maintain a negative one accept that the tension will grow because you have not reduced the negativity of your target agree you want to shoot if you you decide let me, let me put it this way 
you hear that there is a thief when you start hearing stuff happening in your home and you have a gun you conclude there's a thief right not that you will yeah you conclude there's a thief then you in your head you've already decided as you come in you find duri is your daughter guess what you do with the gun the identity of the target changes the usage of the weapon so you get there you like remember when we were teaching about emotive theory was it in this course i can't remember rational emotive theory how people make decisions we were saying in psychology they will teach you that one of the theories of behavior is called rational emotive theory what it says it's based on this premise there's an event that happened you remember we spoke about it it's a it's called an event b is called the belief system you develop about the event and c is called the the consequences emotional consequence so it's called abc rational emotive theory here's a typical example if i tell you an event now and i say to you somebody if somebody comes and spits on you how would you feel how would you feel angry why what are you rationalizing what are you creating as a belief system about that person exactly all these things again so now there's a the, what was the event spitting what was the rationalization the belief system this person wanted what is the consequence of that belief system anger attack now when you already know that if i now say to you the person who spat on you is a toddler what happens why does it change the event has not changed are you following it means for the event itself is not an issue the issue is the identity you put there who did it if i say it's an adult you if i say it's a toddler so the identity changed and therefore the rationalization changed but you see that's the problem that's why when your partner hates you you go what's my game Finally, someone, man, not you, of all people, you, a two, brute. Are you following? Why? Because you have this identity that you say, my rationalization is that this one should not be doing this. So when you are in a conflict and a tense situation, for you to try and diffuse it, work on the identity. What do you see your spouse as that time? If you see them as a snake, I tell you, you are going to hit before it bites. Kill the snake before it bites. But if you see them 
as your partner who loves you but sometimes just because of his or her imperfection loses his or her head you see what starts happening you start seeing them as a target you start seeing them differently r1 and like satan and then you all of a sudden it's no longer satan let me just take i put what or whatever down i don't know maybe you bring a knife i don't know so now the motive has to be assessed why do i want this tension to continue i want to punish him i want to punish him you see the motive if that remains the motive the weapon is going to be a harsh one but if you change your motive the weapon will change so how do you change motive and identity by rationalizing the identity and say okay is this the person i love in their weaknesses as individuals are they prone to hurt me yes do i hurt them at times yes is this is this the last time we hurt each other no do i want us to be unhappy out of this particular incident such that we can't handle the next one again and then that's when you can find it easier in your heart to go and say babes look i know there's tension between us let's talk about it because i get now we know what we want to achieve does that help i hope it does um okay the last two questions how often do you think couples express resentment during conflict if you think always raise your hand one occasionally three rarely and never okay clearly we did not understand the question people when they express resentment ne it's when it's the anger that de- describes the next person when you are you understand that's the resentment i'm not just angry but actually i tell you what i don't like about you you always want to have your way that's the resentment every time mau hatli le monana i have to feel hore o te me wa haum that's what okay let's go back and let's re statistics if you how often do you think couples express their resentment during conflicts always the numbers are changing occasionally <laughs> really one never 
Are you following what's happening? What is happening inside of us? It means our communication has lots of barriers. Because the resentment, remember, resentment means last time you gave in. When we were talking. Resentment means maybe we bargained. Maybe we allowed, there was a blocking. When you remember yesterday we spoke about family academics, which are mostly men. Men talk to their wives like you don't know, I know. And everything is like, no, 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 babies, you don't understand. Let me explain. You see, and you're sitting there thinking, if you want to be a teacher, go and apply, go Department of Education. I'm not saying your husband must not teach you. All I'm saying is that other things are not teaching is engaging engagement between partners again. So if we keep resentment, then you must know you are always doing the opposite of what good communication should achieve. In various disputes or conflicts, what do you think generally would be the reaction of couples? One, if you think they would do anything to avoid conflict, raise your hand. Not. If you think they fear conflict, raise your hand. If you think they face conflict head on, raise your hand. If you think they enjoy conflict, raise your hand. That's interesting, isn't it? You know what these statistics reveal to us? It reveals to us that we are not frank in our communication. And generally, we, we tiptoe because we are not made secure in our discussions. It's either people feel they, they are scared to be judged, they are scared harsh things will be said. They are scared to be invalidated. They, they, they say those things. Uh, I hope this is not stupid. So they are not secure. Here's why generally we're not secure. Lack of security in communication. It's a lack of affirmation of love. When generally... We do not create a strong sense of being unconditionally loved and accepted. We know that any weakness we have, it will be magnified. Are you following? It means covenant is not strong enough. Remember, covenant says, you are weak, I am strong, I use my strength to supplement your weakness. But if I know that my weakness is going to be used against me, I am not confident. That is why home, and personally I've made this mistake so many times, and I hope if you've made it, Luena, you have apologized. Home is a place where spouses are, 
are made to be confident, not lose self-esteem. If you lose self-esteem at home, two things happen. When you go out, you overcompensate or you become a conformist. And so sometimes, personal, I've had to learn not to try to be intelligent with my wife. I don't know how far I'm achieving that, but at least we can have some humane conversations these days. You know when your, your partner speaks and you are listening, analyzing everything, and you want to prove that how bad in Katao handleman. Ah, don't worry, I know I'm talking about your sins. I've already confessed mine. The Bible says, confess your sins. So don't look like you don't have them. You all know that. Where as a wife, sometimes you feel like a child. The way your husband speaks. And sometimes as a husband, you actually... Listen to your wife speaking down at you like, hey, global You can't talk to me like you are my mother. Are you following? So when we have brought each other there, we must be aware that there's a way out called covenantal confirmation affirmations to realize that you and i are partners <laughs> oh, mr may uh, you came on a good day <laughs> if you came yesterday your sins would be too many they would make you sorrowful okay let's just address two things and then there are two workshops we need to do before we go home. Agree tonight is our last night. It's not tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's not tomorrow. How do people start um, remember the story I told you about of uh, people who divorced after 45 years of marriage and they said it's not a question of being bad it's not like we fought or anything it's just that we drifted apart drifting apart meant we lost a sense of comradeship we lost a sense of companionship this was no longer the person i enjoy spending time with and as we said, God intended marriage for companionship. If that's not the case, you start drifting. When you become busy, you become busy even for the covenant and the companionship and the comradeship. When you drift apart, you can start spending time with work. You all know opportunity cost, right? If you are not at A, you are at B. Special 
location. You can't be at A and B. So if you are not with your spouse, you are with your friend. If you are not with your spouse, you are at work. Are you following? Now, how do you realize that the measure of disparity of time spent with all these people is driving a wage? Most of us don't think about it. But here's the reality. Have you ever heard your spouse saying, I miss you these days? And your response is almost something to the effect, Ha, we've been together, Mus. These days we don't spend time together. And when are you thinking, What do you mean? So, when you are aware that time is of the essence to companionship, then you need to ask yourself, how do we use time as husband and wife? few things I want to suggest for us. Making time for each other. Number one, this will sound kind of pretty much straightforward, but it's not. Learn to be proactive and not reactive to your time usage. Most of us spend time when we start complaining about not spending time. Are you aware that being here is not spending time with each other? This is part of operations. This is not maintenance. Well, for some of you it may be, but for most it's not. So which means for the whole day, there was no proactivity to have some time, to use time wisely towards each other. So what happened? Let's look at an ideal day. You woke up, hopefully you bathed together if that's the case on your together list. If not, no problem. Maybe give us come. So Vascoma refit both of us. Now here's the thing. You didn't say anything to each other worth remembering. Other than we are getting late, let's go. Then you left. Then you got to work. And you worked to make money for them. Why is neglecting them? How's that? And then next time you spoke, Hanabaito, what time is the the session today? Hey, his help is not here. Hey, yeah, yeah. And then you are here. How's that? You see nothing of reinforcing your love has happened today. Interesting. That's how we start driving a wedge. So, deliberately assess the wedge between you. In other words, be aware. The, the example I was making you is to make you aware so that you can be aware that there's already space between us. Did you intend for there to be space? No, but there is. 
Acknowledge when your partner reports their assessment of the wage. You know, normally women will report it. And generally people find it hard to acknowledge. If your partner says, we don't talk these days. I don't see you much these days. I miss you these days. We hardly spend time with each other. Avoid the rationalizing because you are saying there's no wage, but there is. So when a person says there's a wage, acknowledge that they've made an assessment that way now you have not done. So although there will be ad hoc times for each other, you know there will be times when we, we do things for each other randomly. But there must be specific, specific times that we work on. And most of us have been found uh, lacking on specific times we make for each other. When we are together, we are together by natural causes. We are both supposed to be home. I'm supposed to pick you from work. I'm supposed. You see how we end up together. It's not like we planned to be together. And therefore, there's no looking forward to being together. Because it's... When you, like I said, when you are dressed nice, it's never an occasion for each other. When you dress nice, we know. Is there a wedding today? Are you going to church? There's never... Now we're going out on a date. And I, I thought about this thing, and I'm embarrassed even to admit it. I was asking myself these days, how often, again, I'm talking about myself, do I see the need to put in a suit and take my wife out? When I've put in a suit and I, I look at the guy, I'm going to preach to people who don't even, <laughs> some even sleep. I can't put on a suit to go and sit with someone who look at me in the eyes. Hey, hey, yes, 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 Malum. Hey, Mr. Paul. I'm just telling you my sins. I'm just saying a lot of us have taken what we have for granted. Like I told you, women don't dress for their husbands. Generally, they can undress, but dress, no. Yes. Go to your house, ne? Go and assess the, the whole of last month and ask yourself, when was the day you actually dressed nice and your husband said, where are you going? Say, why should I be going somewhere? I'm dressed for you. I'm, I'm looking like this for you. <laughs> when you are dressed that way, Liana, he knows it's not for him. It's for the occasion. So when we're talking specific times, we must talk about the following things. Those specific times, one, you must plan them. Ne? Plan them, prioritize them, and protect them. Some of us have planned them, but then did not prioritize them. I know in my family we have a day where we should, it's our weekly day out. 
But guess what? One day you don't, you, you feel like, ah, today I feel like waking up at whatever time. Or I feel like going there. You see what you are doing? You are not prioritizing. Sometimes you don't protect it. You say it's our, depending whether you take a, 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 an evening or a morning. When your friends call, guess what happens? Hey, babes, you know, there's a change of plan. Hey, Nathaniel says he's stuck. Tell Nathaniel to phone Paul. Eh? <laughs> Don't feel guilty because you are communicating something now which you don't want to and one day they will tell you mm. how how handy why was i nathaniel now that you want some lava lava you come to me but when you have time it's not for me it's for nathaniel oh bless the name of jesus So depending on your day, on your schedule, you can have a weekly thing or so on and so forth. So think about when you, you plan these times, think about what's going to be your contribution to that time. The mistake that I have seen, and I, we have done it, is not to think about what is your personal contribution to the time. You are saying we are going out for a dinner. You know what's the problem? You are prioritizing eating. That's why when you get there, you look at your phones. Some of us are guilty of watching cricket or soccer. Have you ever, you know, man, you always sit on the side facing the TV. Okay. Those of you who are really normal. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, baby. How about jump? But why are you here? Oh, yeah, so it's okay. Are you following? Think about what are you bringing to the moment. And sometimes it's not even a financial thing. Sometimes it's just that look that says, I love you. You know where you look like you're a fool? <laughs> or you are Mr. Bean? Sometimes it's stuff that some of us are not used to. Just holding hands over the table. Ah, it's Gantwara, man. You don't know, most people... Go to restaurants. The, the next time you go to a restaurant, go and watch what couples do. If it's not phones, yeah, they are WhatsApping, they are doing what. If it's not that, they are observing people. <laughs> Why are you here? Why can't you buy some small token for the occasion? Hmm? Even if it's just this or a, a bow tie or I don't know, whatever. Something that's not going to be bulky, Marie. You know, that says, this is a special, I'm talking to myself on that one. 
Are we there, saints? Do we all understand the point of that statement again? Okay. Here are other things that you must remember to plan. Plan a day to get.